there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. We are loaded today. Great show coming up over the next three hours, including Matt Humans in 45 minutes, VSIN host. He has a chance to make a lot of money this weekend in one of the contests out here in town. He'll explain how when he pops on with us coming up at that time. Uh, yesterday's two playoff games in college football, the best two playoff games we've ever had in a single year of this playoff, Paulie, because normally, as we put it out yesterday, we get at least one blowout, if not two. Did not happen. Both games were uh, super dramatic and entertaining. I'm not going to call them both well-played, but the game last night Late, late last night that got over well beyond midnight on the East Coast goes to Washington as they took out Texas 37-31 as a, uh, well, that number came down throughout the day, but we'll call it like a three and a half point dog in the game, won it outright. And I call it disrespect, call it, you know, people just not believing in this team, the one score wins that they've had the entire time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a really good football team, and they have a dude at quarterback who we've been talking about for two years on this show that we couldn't love anymore if we tried to Michael Penix. We'll get to that in a second. If Caleb DeBoer blew that game last night from a coaching standpoint, that is Packers-Seahawks NFC title game with Mike McCarthy bad. That's Falcons blowing a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl to the Patriots bad, and the only way that he would ever live that down would be to get Washington back to the playoff and not only win a playoff game, he'd have to win the national title. That's 37-31 after Texas did the right thing by kicking the field goal. Onside kick did not work. Washington recovered. Texas 44-yard line. Longhorns have two timeouts left. There's a minute six to go on the clock. They had to punt with 50 seconds left. I'm losing my mind at home watching the game. Yep. Losing my mind. Why are you running the football and eventually... Your star running back, Dylan Johnson, gets hurt. The stoppage of the clock coming up here in a second as well. But also, like, you should have been kicking the ball back with maybe 10, 15 seconds to go on the clock, and that's it. That's the ball game. Well, that's a bad rule, but, yeah, you just have to take the knee. But also, it's why you have to take the knee, because that why does the clock stop when Johnson gets hurt on offense? 
uh, but that the, the game was over. There's less than 15 seconds. How about th- how about throwing the ball on third down the previous drive in the red zone, and you don't make Texas take another timeout? That's another one. That that was going to haunt him the rest of his coaching career and his life. Yep. If they blow that game, not to mention on the punt, you get the 15 yard penalty. Get away from the guy with the fair catch interference. So that happened, and then you come out, and you have single coverage. I don't know why. And Texas gets the ball at the 28-yard line on the long pass down the sideline. Mm-hmm. That's another one. That, that Just four stupid things there where if you just take a knee, worst case, Texas has to go probably 80, 85 yards with 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. And, and, and it was you know what you said earlier, though, it seems it's fitting and appropriate that the Pac-12 is going to win the national title with a team that's won 10 in a row, Fewer all wins fewer by ten points, and now the Pac-12 is going to cease to exist, and it's all over. And, and this is just incredible coaching job, and what he's done with this program. And some people have the hundred to one tickets as well. I also could not believe that people in this space and the East Coast bias is real about boy, this is the first. You know, I haven't really seen much of Washington this year. Much of boy, this Penix is good. No wonder he couldn't win the Heisman. Yeah, no kidding. And no wonder why you no can't, kidding. these guys can't win Heisman trophies and the disrespect of this conference year in, year out. I couldn't believe that. People who supposedly cover the sport. Oh, boy, I haven't seen a lot of Penix this year. This guy's fantastic. Yeah, We've only been talking about him on this show for two years after he played the game on Labor Day against Kent State last year. We're like, uh-oh, this guy is absolutely for real. And I watched him at Indiana as well. Something just clicked with this guy when he went to Washington, and he was good at Indiana uh, on top of it, but not like this. And I know people were pointing out last night that maybe him getting hurt with the knee a few years back is the reason why it's made him a better quarterback because he doesn't want to run so often. But, I mean, he is he's dropping bows on everybody. I mean, he's letting you know that as well. He has the best deep ball since Joe Burrow. Jeff Blake? Well, I mean, Burrow was unbelievable. Jeff Blake really had some. Oh, he had an incredible in terms of the hang time, and that was Warren Moon. Yeah, those pretty. Yeah, okay. So he just got a howitzer for an arm too. Every and every single pass. It doesn't matter if he's throwing a 15 yard out or like a 50 yard bomb. It's like a laser beam that is has pinpoint dart like accuracy. And for some reason, well, because probably they have so many talented wide receivers, at least one guy is going to be isolated one on one. His receivers are awesome, and they, they've been yep. doing this for two years now, and you're right, great point. No wonder why the guy can't win the Heisman Trophy. Again, tell me a team anywhere else in the country that's going to be on a 14-0 and 0, uh, with a record of that playing for the national title, putting up his numbers. You, would that ever happen to an SEC quarterback? Never. Never. Not Big Ten? Probably not a chance on earth. And guess what? They can play the disrespect card one more time. 14-0, and 0, won the best conference in college football, all they do is win. It's hard to go undefeated, even ask Georgia. And here they are, they're underdogs again against Michigan. And they love it. 21 straight wins for Washington. It's been two years since they lost a game by more than one score. DeBoer in his coaching career is 104-11. and Maybe the Chargers should hire this guy and not Harbaugh. But this is, uh, what a story, how, how Washington is in a position to do this again and, and, and maybe not do it for the first time since 91. But you're right. The kid from Gorman here, Las Vegas, Adunze. Yeah. I mean, how good is this guy? So, I mean, all this talk about Williams, May, Daniels, Harrison. How about these two guys? And I was unaware of this story, too, but uh, the softy Mallard, the guy, talk show host in Seattle, in the win against Arizona, he had a punctured lung and cracked ribs. His family had to drive him home back because he couldn't fly with the team. And in the next game, Adunze lit up Oregon for two touchdowns in the following game after what happened to him. I mean, this guy yeah. is just, I mean, it's unreal how good they are. And then here, here's Penix throwing for 400 yards in the win. Uh-huh. So uh, I will tell you this. You brought that up. You, uh, the other quarterbacks that are going to be eligible to come out in the first round of the draft. I've been looking at draft props for a long, long time for this upcoming April. And the reason why is because I love Penix so much. I wanted to take him number one overall at long odds. But then when you do some dive, you know, a deep dive into this and what people are saying, Teams are going to hold two things against him, and I would not recommend taking Michael Penix for the first overall pick in the draft. I love him. He might be better than all these guys. doesn't matter. The reason why teams will hold his medical history against him, the injuries, and also his age. 
And those are going to be two things that are going to be just he can't help at this point. And he's not, probably not going to be able to overcome that for the number one pick in the draft. Well, we want to take a guy number one who's 5'9", 5'10", and has to jump I know, when I know. he throws the ball. Sure, sure. Okay, so everything you said, and it was been a horrific loss. It would have haunted DeBoer the rest oh, of his career. Just, How about what Texas did once they get inside the 15? What was the play on first down? What was that that swing pass? You got a minute to think about this here on first and first and ten from the fifteen yard line. You throw a swing pass that goes out of bounds, basically at the line of scrimmage. Okay, and now you're throwing jump balls. The rest of the the other place. That's exactly right. Low percentage uh-huh. and a great job on fourth down by the Washington kid to just jump up and, yeah, just and knock it away top, too. Get that out of here. So that was yeah. They they almost blew it, and they they did no business losing that game. But that was there's some questionable coaching decisions hey. both there. Here's, here's the crazy thing. Now, Michigan has to be a favorite in this game. They opened up three and a half last night. It's been bet up a little bit. I mean, Why, Why if, though? Well, here's because if Texas was favored over them, Michigan has a higher power rating than Texas. So Michigan's probably going to come out, although you have to adjust Washington as well. I, I, just, I will say this against, uh, for Washington. The, 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 go, okay, go. Dogs both times against Oregon. Sure. I was at both games. Ten-point dog, right? They maybe got lucky. They got lucky a little bit the first game at home. I'll give you that. The second game, Oregon was lucky to get back into the game. Yep. I thought Washington was clearly the right side as a ten-point dog. It was won twenty it. to three. Yep. And then who was the better side last night? It's it was Washington. Period. End of story. Yep. And they were, I mean, the whole time catching four and a half, four. You know, close a little bit shorter than that last night. But the entire game last night, I'm watching. I'm like, this team's not going to lose until until DeBoer almost blew it. Right. Until he almost gave the game away. Right. Lost his mind. Right. Well, that was bad luck there. You know, silly rule. But, 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 but I understand what you're the saying. The point is, they, but, they're better than Texas. That's not a fluke last night. No, no. They got the better quarterback, probably the better coach. They have better playmakers. They got a better offensive line. And yet, somehow, some way, it's every single game. Yep. Hey, look at this monster dog again. Wow, both games. I mean, what, what got Texas back in the game? The fumbled punt. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's to the point now. He's running up. I'll, I'll grab it. Oh, terrible. Like, what are you doing? It's to the point now. I'm rushing 11, and I'm not even going to put a guy back there. Oh. I don't care. Between the fumbles on the punt, imagine if Michigan lost the game like that. Between the fumbled punts and there's a block in the back on every return anyways. The hell with it. I'm not even going to put a guy back there. It's not even worth it. Yep. So it's a great national title game. We, we're SEC free, and we also have you know, the physical Michigan team that sacked Bama six times and had 10 tackles for loss, and we're going to ground the smash-mouth football against this Washington team that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sling it and throw for 400 yards on you, and here comes the aerial assault. Right. What are you going to do about it? It's a great matchup Monday. Yeah. What is, what is the Michigan game plan if somehow Washington's offensive line cannot allow Penix to get pressured? Like, if they don't well, get, if I, they I don't don't get the heat happen. on Okay, I'm well, saying I think if, it's going to be quick passes. Yeah, though. if Michigan doesn't right. get heat on Penix... I know he's taking a lot of heat, and I love the story. And Sean McDonough did a great job talking about it. He's living in his sister's basement, uh, sl- you know, war- cement shop, pouring cement. But uh, Washington fans have been over all over Ryan Grubb at times this year. But I think he'll be ready, and there's a reason Saban wanted him. And I think he'll have something drawn up and ready to go and, mm-hmm. and be creative and, and take this, this six days to get ready for it. I'll go back to the conference title games for one second. Had Georgia not lost to Alabama, yesterday's Rose Bowl would have been Michigan and Washington. And we would have had Georgia, Texas, and the Sugar Bowl last night. Yeah. So the Rose Bowl would have been already played between these two teams. Now we get it for the national title. Good action. I don't know about the game ending at 1 o'clock on the East Coast. We have to look at this, but two great games, and what a way to send it out. Now we go to a 12-team playoff. We'll get into uh, the Rose Bowl from yesterday, Michigan and Alabama. And I was surprised to see this after the game last night. It's Follow the Money on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Follow the Money on v If you're looking for a betting edge, the v experts have you covered. Get the uh, intro offer for $9.99. The recap of every play from every host and guest and the betting splits. Let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Limited time offer. v slash subscribe. And get the preview for the national title game Monday night. 4.30 start Pacific time. Eh, how about that? $9.99. Become part of the team. Beeson.com slash subscribe. So the Rose Bowl was not a well-played game yesterday, although it was a defensive battle. I thought it was super dramatic, very intense, entertaining. And then it comes down to overtime, where, by the way, Blake Corn went over his uh, rushing yards prop in overtime on both those rushes. I had, well, I had the under. Oh, you did? Brutal. Oh, it's a tough way to lose a bet. Uh, that was a bad way to begin the year for me. <sighs> Alabama going down, and I had them tied into several tickets uh, moving forward, and you know the way that played out, I tweeted this out last night. I thought both teams were the wrong side because Michigan should have had a big lead, I thought, in the first half, or they were clearly the better side, and then did absolutely nothing in the second half. Here are their drives to begin the second half. 21 yards, 3 minutes, 51 seconds, punt. 2 yards, 57 seconds, punt. 1 yard, 58 seconds, punt. Then after the Milrow fumble, they picked up 20 yards, had the ball for 217, missed field goal. And then when they got it back and they had to put something together, eight plays, 75 yards, 307 off the clock, and a touchdown. In total, they had 44 yards, approximately eight minutes time of possession, three punts and one missed field goal before the touchdown drive. They picked up a fourth and two at their own 40. Harbaugh had to go for it. That was uh, enormous. Had to. And then Amen. they had the receiver who was wide open. And because of that, they went 50 yards in the next four plays, scored the touchdown, and then won in overtime. Total coin flip game and uh, got me good with Alabama losing yesterday. <laughs> That's why I was jumping in in play. I didn't think they were able to go down the length of the field and get that touchdown based on what was going on in the second half. Alabama gets one stop. It's over. Uh, it's fourth and two. The blown coverage there and the blown assignment. Uh, but certainly you have to be sound in all three phases. And that's another one. Michigan's going to be kicking themselves if they lose that game. Mm -hmm. The fumbled punt. What are you doing? Not once, but twice. And then the missed extra point. The missed field goal. Come on, guys. Clean it up. And then McCarthy almost starts the game with an interception. Where are you throwing the ball? They catch the break there. But certainly how it flipped where you are right. Alabama, uh, Michigan should have had a big lead at halftime. Uh, and that wasn't the case. And then Alabama gets one stop. It's over. But McCarthy and Michigan, I mean, you, you had problems even completing a pass and getting a first down there. Well, I don't know if he was throwing it too hard or what, but the drop passes, but guys are open and they can't get the first down. One guy's open, he falls down, and, and uh, he's going to get the first down. But, uh, but certainly what they did and how physical they were in blowing Alabama off the line of scrimmage early on, and as I mentioned, six sacks and ten tackles for loss, that was just that was uh, unfortunate how bad they were in the second half. But then they make all the plays down the stretch and get it done and come up with the, the big goal line stand in overtime. That was a very sloppy field yesterday in Pasadena. Guys, including Milrow, especially Milrow, slipping all over the place. I was surprised Michigan tried two different trick plays in the game. One was the botched toss on the flea flicker back to McCarthy where he had to jump on the ball. The other one 
was on the double pass or the double ladder roll where he had to make a, a spinning one-handed catch to come out mm-hmm. and then turn into a huge gain. I'm like, okay, it's not my day today. Also, you mentioned right away in the game, first pass, picked off, oop, kid steps out of bounds. Now, that they made up for that because the kid muffed the punt and then Alabama scored, so I guess those things kind of equal each other out. They missed the call on the running into the punter. I didn't uh, have a problem with that. Oh, it's clearly a flag. I, I, mean, thought, I thought that was a uh, Bobby De Niro job. I really thought the guy tried to sell it. I, well, the guy, you, got, you can't do that, Paul. You I can't run that. into the kicker and knock him over like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an automatic first down for Alabama. They missed that. And by the way, you have one job. You're looking at that, that exact spot in the field. They missed it somehow. The massive gain in the double pass, just the back-to-back mishandled snaps to start the second half with a good drive mm-hmm. going, mm-hmm. the low snaps, yes. which is, again, why they lost the game in overtime. Yep. Um, Third and long deep inside Michigan territory, the Wolverines wide receiver dragged the toe for a first down and 210 to play. Nobody talked about this. The tip pass redirected, caught by a Wolverines wide receiver. Yes. How does that happen? How is that not picked off or how is that even complete? Well, it was a great catch. I know. Yeah. That was absolutely. Yeah. But the, uh, and the, and on the final play in overtime, now you can watch that from several angles. One, that was supposed to be um, a read, an RPO. And the tailback who was in motion was going to be wide open on the play. He was going to have one guy to beat to get into the end zone because they had two wide receivers blocking defenders on that play. But because it was a low snap, Milrow had to improvise. And because of that happening, and Saban talked about this, we had two different plays there. There was a pulling guard who had five feet of space easy where Milrow could have crawled into the end zone. And he missed it because it was a low snap. So the low snap, which got them in the regular season, it was kind of you know, a, ba- a bad deal. They couldn't figure it out. Haunted them last night throughout the game. I wonder who America was rooting for. Because everyone, I'm sure, has SEC and Bama fatigue. And then Michigan became the villains this year with the uh, Stallion stuff and what was going on with the videotaping. Uh, I feel good for Harbaugh, though. His first bowl win since 2016. He had to get one of these. I mean, coming up short and time and time again. And if they would have lost that game, two completely different games. He's mentioned 13 punts, eight fumbles, a missed extra point. Um... Both teams were a combined 5 of 24 on third down. But as Saban said after the game, I think it was his best coaching job, but this just the improvement that they showed was unbelievable. I don't think they were that good. They were awesome against Georgia. They almost lost to South Florida. It was 10-3 with a minute left. They got run out at home by Texas. They almost lost at home to Arkansas. It also, you didn't have these, these great wide receivers that we've seen year in, year out with Alabama in these stud first-round picks. You can't sit back there and, and, and sling it every down with Milrow as well. Kid threw for 100 yards. But a lot of people are upset with Tommy Reese and the play call. You know, I understand that too. But you also have to look at, and Saban talked about it, about we weren't that good. We really showed improvement, especially after the Texas loss in the South Florida game. But they did it to themselves too. They had these drives going, and then here comes the sack. Here comes the bad snap. Mm. I mean, a lot of stuff was self-inflicted, oh. and, and Alabama beating themselves as well. They couldn't put Michigan away in the yeah. second half. Again, m- maybe this was his best coaching job ever for a full season. It was a terrible job last night, and he owned it after the game. And I say that because, again, the whole narrative going in was Saban has a month to prepare. You know what happens in these spots. He dominates his opponents. I mean, it's, th- these games are typically not close. For a full half last night, for 30 minutes of action, your quarterback – was under duress. He was under fire the entire time. He had nowhere to go with the ball. The offensive line could not block, and yet you are running empty backfields with no help, no extra blockers. And you did that for 30 minutes of game action, and you did not realize that was a major problem when the game was being played. And then you saw how they adjusted, and that was no longer a problem in the second half. How do You have the biggest staff in the world, and you spend more money on countless coaches than anybody. You should be mad at the OC then. No, that's who I'm mad at. Okay. But I'm also, but as a group, collectively, how does somebody, how does Saban not say something to Reese? Or maybe he did. How do they not figure that out on the fly? That was a major issue and why you could not move the football in the first half. And Five sacks in the first yeah, half. You're yeah. getting dominated by Michigan. And I get it. Michigan's awesome up front, both offensively and defensively. But you let that go down for 30 minutes of game time before you could draw something else up in the second half? Yeah. You can't make that adjustment on the fly after, like, the second drive. I was bewildered watching the game. And I'm like, I'm clearly on the wrong side here. Yeah. This is I'm, – I'm backing a guy. You can't trust anybody in the history of college football more than Nick Saban with this much time to prepare. And it looked like he had an hour to get ready for the game. It's like he was a fighter taking his second fight uh, the same night. 
So that was really, really bad. Do you think he'd get pushed around, though? Maybe he didn't expect that. I don't know. I mean, Michigan well, pushed fine, him around Paul, but for, again, for the first half, but that. But that then I, I also, have a running back in the backfield to help out well, with the blocking. Have another tight end in. I also think you're limited in what you can do offensively with Milrow. I mean, you have to run gadget stuff and, and quarterback draws and that other. I mean, a lot of the stuff they run, he's ad libbing and just taking off. Oh, and he then, is. I mean, that, that's the type of quarterback. Also, is. I mean, even Bill O. He talked about it last week. Bill O'Brien said, you, "You're not a quarterback." You should focus on doing something else. I well, mean, how, how about they mix in a draw against that pressure? Okay. Or how about they mix in a screen pass underneath? And maybe you got, they were taking shots down the field the whole time. That's not who he is. It's not what he's great at. Yeah. So, well, so I was, yeah, certainly you don't have a Julio Jones, a, a Ruggs, a no, Junior, no, no, they don't. a Devontae no. Smith. I mean, you don't have that this year. Uh, so, yeah, all, all interesting. But that was uh, – you could point the finger at Harbaugh, too. You know, again, why is the kid back there fielding the punt at his own five? Ima- see, that's why are you thing, calling right? a timeout? Yeah. What was that all about? Imagine if that guy – if that ball – he loses the ball and it goes into the end zone. Then he picks it up. That's ball game. Alabama wins on a safety. Yeah. Or if they hit him and the ball squirts yeah. out. Y- yes. So that's I'm just. I'm done. I'm not putting guys back there. I can't. Oh, you I can't, can't trust, trust any of guys. them. No. And the guy comes rushing in right away in the first quarter and he fumbles. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's your hurry? I mean, it, it's, maybe, or maybe just stand back there and just and let it let the let it bounce. Yeah. And just get the hell away from it and just it, it's just. You can't lose a national championship that way. And quickly, we'll do more on this coming up. I don't know. I want to see what people think. We'll get to it later. Deciding a national title that way? What, are we going to trade two-point conversions if we kept going? Come on. Stick by the rules, I guess. Come on. I know. That's a Mickey Mouse overtime. I know you said in the first segment that, uh, like, why? Why do they have to be favored by three and a half? I was actually surprised it was three and a half and not a little bit higher than Texas because I think if you made it any lower than that, Paul, I think – books would have been pounded immediately with Michigan money. Fine. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Win-lose coming up next. We'll recap uh, a lot of the betting action took place yesterday, including some of the other results in bowl games here and follow the money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Were you a winner last night? Wow. Winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right. Our second overtime game since we've had the playoff format. Michigan-Bama to go to OT, 7-1. Michigan to win between 6 and 10 points, plus 575. One prominent media member said LSU-Wisconsin under was the best bet of the year. Oh, boy. 55 and a half up to 60 flies over. Scotts should have won the game. Where was that offense all year? Well, they don't they don't see very many defenses like LSU. Well, that's true. That is true. Yes. Fantastic game. Wild. LSU wins it. Oregon, 14 and a half up to 19. Liberty scores right away. They don't score the rest of the game. Landing had them ready to go. Cavs Raptors over 224 up to 228. Flew over the total. The Pacers plus 280. Went into Milwaukee and beat the Bucks. A lot of soccer yesterday. Peterborough plus 250 beat Derby County. Millwall plus 270 beat Bristol City. Rotherham, Blackburn draw plus 375. Cardiff City plus 255 beat Queen Park Rangers. Coventry City plus 250 beat Middlesbrough. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcent.com. Our radio and podcast friends, you always want to see these tweets and videos. We had the New Year's Day hockey mat, mat game between the Vegas and Seattle. Look at the Golden Knights showing up to the venue dressed as Elvis impersonators. The whole team. Look at this. This is awesome. You see Carlson coming back here, right? And then you see, here comes Mark Stone. They're all dressed up at the wigs and the sunglasses. And they got the, oh my God, that's awesome. Look at that. So that's Vegas showing up, getting ready. There's Mark Stone, got the coffee, right? That's awesome. Every single player. Yep, all dressed as Elvis impersonators. And then the Kraken showed up as uh, as fishermen. And when they came out, here's a Seattle Kraken. And then they when they come out, though, also getting ready for the game, they had the fishermen there, and they were throwing fish back and forth, too. But there, there's the, the Seattle Kraken as well. That was nuts. How about a 3 nothing final? <laughs> Kid for Seattle has a shutout. Unbelievable. This is called my my guy just enjoying life, huh? Like I think that's the French bulldog, the guy with the with the right leg up, just tippy toe, tap tap tap, tap, going on. Yep. They won't stop. I go in. And people love these these. I don't know if I'm gonna pay ten grand for a dog. 
but I can't. I'm all in on French Bulldogs. They are so good. Eyes are wide open. Yeah. He's not sleeping. He's not no. dreaming there, right? Look at him, right? Having a good time. And that's our guy, Blue, too. Yeah. He's also a French Bulldog. And they are the hottest dog right now. And I go into the doggy daycare, and they're like, yep, here's one, 5,000. It was 7,000. Now, this guy was 8,000. People can't get enough of these French Bulldogs. And I don't. This ends well. I was I was a little concerned. Look at this. You got the alligator in the in the. Got the alligator in the water here, and the guy throws it a snack, and then oh, here comes the turtle. And I go, this is not going to end well. Oh, the and buddies. The, yeah, right. Yeah, I had no idea. The turtle comes in. He goes, oh, I'll let you have that. You're They're okay. pals. Yeah. Yeah, right. And the turtle gets the snack, and the, and the gator lets him have it. And he, I thought, the, I thought the the turtle would be a snack, and it's another snack on top of it. And and the the turtle comes in and says, give me that. And he goes, swims on. I didn't know that guy can move for a turtle. Uh. By the way, look to the left. There's a bunch of turtles hanging out. That's right. And this guy went rogue. Right. I was surprised. Huh. They're, they're in cahoots, though, huh? I had no idea that gators and turtles get, get along uh, well, as well. I don't know if that's the case. Certainly here it was. And, and calmer heads, cooler heads prevailed. That is great to see. Lose some. Thank God this mess is over. Iowa from 7.5 down to 4.5. Oh, boy. And Oregon over 64.5 with the 71.5 against Liberty. So here are here are the numbers. Iowa played three games against ranked teams. They were outscored 85 to nothing. And Iowa did not score a touchdown in the last 163 minutes of Brian Ferentz's tenure as offensive coordinator. If you were going to fire him, why did you just allow him to hang around and finish out the season as well? Nepotism at its worst. Come on, Iowa, do better. Now, how about I'm this? sick of I'm sick yep. of this. Iowa had not been shut out since the year 2000, and Power 5 teams shut out three-plus times in a season since that year, 2000. Iowa went 10-4 and four still this year. Every other team on this list, Rutgers 2-10, Rutgers 2-10, Wazoo 2-11, Duke 0-12, yeah. Baylor 3-9, Rutgers 2-9, Baylor 2-9. No, it was a great line. It was uh, uh, Pat Forty and Dan Wetzel on their podcast. Should we give Ferentz an extension or should he be fired? Yeah. He wasted an all-time great defense. Yeah, true. I mean, uh, you can't be this bad offensively. They got shut out by Tennessee. Opt-outs all over. They can't play defense. Just a joke. And, of course, the Tennessee defense outscores the Iowa offense, too. So bad. And a bad beat the Michigan Bama under. At no point was that going over. Mm -hmm. And then the overtime. And what happened? And then, you know, give them credit. The long touchdown drive to make it 20 to 20. Before you make your next bet, visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every NFL or bowl game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. And we recently added soccer betting splits as well. Check it out. Every game, vcin.com slash splits. So I don't think it's just me who noticed this last night after the... I should say, at the conclusion of the Sugar Bowl, when, as soon as it's over with, the broadcast crew goes down to the field and they're going to interview Caleb DeBoer immediately. Four questions were asked. Four. Not a single question was asked about what, why did you approach the final drive like you did? Right. Why, why did you coach it like that? Why were you handing the ball off? Why were you not taking knees? Why did you not melt more clock? Why is Dylan Johnson potentially not going to be available in the national title game? Explain this, please, because you almost yep. blew it. No doubt. How about there's 40 seconds left. It's third and 10 from Texas's 30-yard line. Why is there single coverage? Well, how do you let someone beat you deep in that situation? Sure. And that, that set him up at the 28-yard line. Mm -hmm. You had a thousand. Why'd you pass the ball earlier on in that quarter when? In the you red know, zone, on third down. In the red zone, yeah, that's let correct. let them burn yeah. the other timeout. Or Penix can maybe slide down there to burn some clock. Make them burn a timeout. Why did you not do that? Instead, we get, what was going on in your mind? And can you talk about, boy, did that, that was just such a uh, poor quality job last night after the game. You, you have a guy, as the head coach of a team, who's about to just completely lose his mind in a national semifinal spot, and botch it as bad as we've ever seen. And there's not one single question. And they had four questions to him and I think four to Penix. And it, it was not asked to Penix either. And said, talk about what you were thinking when Texas had the ball. Thanks. Good job.
F minus across the board. Yeah, this is relatively new as well. But every reporter, silent reporter asked this. What's the message to the team? What was your message to the team? Yeah, what, what, yeah. you, oh what were you saying God. to them as uh, Texas was driving late? Come on. Come on. Wild. Yeah. Now, so, how about the, what do you think of the overtime? And you can tweet an email to FTM at VEASAN.com. I, I can't, maybe people thought that could be exciting, but I can't imagine deciding a trip to the national title game based on we could alternate two-point tries there. You know, I, I can't stand the thing. It's, it's made up. Let's put the ball at the 25-yard line, and then let's have some fun here. Yeah. What, what is this? Well, Who I came mean, up with this? I don't know why people have a problem with the NFL. I mean, I think it's great. It's just, okay, you want the you want the ball, stop me, and then if I go down the field and score, it's over. Or, or if I don't, you have an opportunity too. But it's like, because you're going to go, if, 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 if Alabama scores there, then we then you have to go for two if you score again, and then the third overtime becomes we alternate two point attempts. Yeah. It's oh a, it, God, it's a two point standoff is what it turns into. Yeah, it's a really That's silly not rule. No, yeah. And this is a good tweet uh, from Ian, and we're on X at Vsin Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. Ian points out the Huskies pants crapping actually started with twelve thirty nine to go in the fourth quarter, up thirty four twenty one. They had a chance to work some clock possibly add to the lead. Instead, they go incomplete pass, defensive pass interference, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, pass for no game, punt. They used barely over a yeah. minute. Yeah, it's but they, good, yeah. they weren't really doing much on the ground. I mean, the guy threw for 400 yards. That's that's just how it goes sometime. I just, so so now Dylan Johnson, that did not look good after the game. Well, Cut no. it off, he's in pain. Yeah. And by doing that, by not taking the knee, and by the way, they're going to go from shotgun. So, Snap it to Penix. Have him. You're at the 39-yard line of Texas. Have him back up and take a couple seconds off the clock, then take a knee. That's right. That's how you drain it because guess what? They eventually punted from the 44, and after the 15-yard penalty, Texas got it at the 30. It's a 14-yard punt. Yep. Total nonsense. Why run a play just to, what, for five seconds there? Just take the knee. I've, only, I've seen one guy fumble it in my life. That was Philip Rivers. Luke sent this in our producer. Number of three overtime plus games since LSU A and M in the in the rule change in 2018. Yeah, that that Penn State Illinois debacle, but multiple overtime games 2002 to 2023. I mean, it's just I I I don't I don't get this. I just once we get to a playoff, let's just play football if no. it goes to overtime. Why don't yeah, just play another quarter? Yeah, something you can't have a two point standoff. I'm, that's it's totally Mickey Mouse. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Uh, VEASAN host Matt Humans has a chance to win a lot of money this weekend. He'll explain how, and we'll get a strategy next on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly, and you get the NBA League Pass for the rest of the season. Unbelievable deal. Download the app. Use promo code VISA when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. All right, VEASAN host Matt Humans joins the program now. His show is called VEASAN Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. He also writes up a lot of his best bets for the website, which is vsin.com. Matt, uh, good to talk to you as always, man. I, I tease this before the break. You have a chance to make a lot of money this weekend out here uh, in a contest. We always talk about Circa Survivor, but this is in Circa Millions. Can you explain to the audience the position that you're in going into Week 18? Yeah, it's a pretty good position. Hopefully I don't blow it this week. Uh, but the Circa Millions quarterly contest uh, pays out about 150000 for first, and it's a pretty good pay scale. I've got two of the top three entries going into the final week, and uh, the top entry is 17-2-1 against the spread the last uh, four weeks. I think it went 4-1, 4-0-1, 5-0, 4-1. I'd love to be able to do that one more time, but i, I got to tell you, with two of the top three, I've got to uh, implement a little strategy this week, too. And, I mean, week 18 is always tricky anyway, but uh, I'll probably talk with uh, Frank Betty, Steve Fezzik, a couple guys like that this week, and uh, see what the smart way is to do that in terms of a strategy here with two of the top three. And uh, right now, I have no idea what five teams I might use. So uh, there's a lot of uh, – yep. this is a, it's, a, it's a unique challenge, week 18, when you're handicapping these games. How big is your lead? Well, the first entry is only a half point ahead of second place. Oh. And then uh, I think I've got 17 and a half. Second place is 17. And then my third place entry has 16 and a half. You're okay. 17, 2 and 1, and you have a half game lead. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh, incredible. Now, Matt, have you had a good season overall in, in the contest, or are you getting hot when it matters most here in one of the quarterlies? I was just having a mediocre season. I was about 10 games over 500, I think, going into the stretch. And, uh, you know, a lot of handicappers say this, and I hate to say it, but uh, I was having a lot of crappy luck, let's put it that way, in September, October, November. And then, uh, you know, when you put together a streak like this, you catch a few breaks late in games, and things start to go your way. So uh, my, my luck has turned a little bit here in the last uh, few weeks. Yeah, well, you know what? There, there is something to this, though, right? I mean, I talk about this all the time. You have to have the coin flip games go your direction. Mm -hmm. Because how many mm -hmm. games in the NFL are really like Baltimore and Miami, where... If you have a bet on Baltimore, the game's over with, I mean, right away. And it's no sweat whatsoever. So many of these games come down, as we all know, to the final, like, 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're sweating these things out, right? Sweating bullets in a lot of these games. How many times do you, you know, you have five plays in the NFL. Let's say you got three in the early games. And it looks like you're going to go 3-0. and <laughs> 15 minutes later, you're <laughs> yes. thinking you're going to be 0-3. And, and then you're going to be 1-2. and two, And then 2-0. You know, it's just uh, it's crazy how it changes. I did have the Ravens. I was a rocking chair winner. But I had a dead uh, loser uh, with the Panthers. And uh, the other three games, well, two of, two of the other three were coin flips that I won. And then the third game was the Packers, which was mm -hmm. an easy winner. But, yeah, you're right. you got so many coin flip results, and you just have to have those go your way. Your alias is Johnny Utah? Yeah, you know who Johnny Utah oh, was, Absolutely. Right? We talked about it, yeah, yeah, Point Break. It's a great movie. I didn't yeah. know you liked that movie. It's unbelievable. I uh, love, yeah. love that movie. Johnny Utah, former Ohio State quarterback, blew his knee out in the Rose Bowl, became an <laughs> FBI agent. That's right. Absolutely. Matt, yeah. I, w I watched the movie six weeks ago. It's it's 30-plus years old. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, it holds up. Yeah. Swayze's awesome. awesome. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that is okay. So not necessarily you're going to go with these games, but two games you wanted to talk about, and I think they're intriguing. And we'll get Glenn Clark on coming up to get the Ravens' perspective. Let's start Saturday with the Steelers. Uh, they could make the playoffs, believe it or not, and and Rudolph gets the start again. Ravens locked up the one seed. Pittsburgh laying four on the road. 
Yeah, Rudolph played pretty well in the win at Seattle. I think the Steelers' rushing attack was a big difference in that game. They had over 200 yards rushing. Najee Harris had a big game. But, you know, you go from Seattle uh, to Baltimore, and is this number a little bit of an overreaction with the Steelers favored by four? Now, Lamar Jackson's probably not going to play. John Harbaugh basically said he's not going to play, but it's a 19-day break. If uh, he doesn't play in this game until the Ravens would play again, that's a lot. And that backfired on the Ravens the last time they went to the playoffs and set everybody out. But even if the Ravens sit out Jackson, I still don't think this is the type of team that's going to roll over and play dead. Tyler Huntley has been in big games before as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm leaning towards taking the Ravens in the four here, but this is something i got to evaluate later in the week as well. Okay. Now, this is is not a sexy game, but it's still – they all count. Could be Belichick's final game. Patriots have beat the Jets 15 in a row. They're laying two and a half. Look at the total. The total's 30 and a half here. Yeah. Well, it's going to be tough for me not to play the Patriots here. And what we think is going to be Belichick's final uh, game as coach in New England. And what you just said, the Patriots beat the Jets 15 straight. And there's not many redeeming qualities about this Jets team. (laughs) At the current time, and I know the Patriots had a turnover plague, you know, loss of Buffalo, but they still, I thought, played hard. You can still see the efforts there. And if you're laying two and a half, I think the Patriots are going to be hard for me to resist this week. But that's, you know, that's just another situation I'm going to have to monitor this week. Okay, so now what do you, what do you make of the uh, number here? The opener was three and a half at Circa, four and a half at DraftKings for the national title game next Monday. Michigan favored over Washington. Now up to five in some spots. Are you leaning Washington? What do, what do you make of it next Monday? You know, Wes Reynolds and I were talking about this on the show last night. We were guessing the line was going to be around five and a half or six if it was uh, Washington against uh, Michigan. And I, I thought the Washington offensive line held up really well last night against the Texas defensive front. Gave Michael Penix a lot of time to throw. How sharp was Penix last night? Yeah. You know, if he plays like that again, I, I think uh, the Huskies are going to be tough to beat. Uh, but at the same time, I can't believe how brain dead Kalen DeBoer, the coach, was at the end of the game last night by not taking knees and running the clock down. Instead, he runs a play as star running back Dylan Johnson takes an injury. Just an unfortunate situation that backfired. So is Johnson going to be able to play next week? We don't know. Uh, I'm leaning towards taking the points with Washington, but uh, you know we've got plenty of time here. I'm not going to bet this yet. That, this number might end up going to six. Sure, sure. I couldn't believe what I was watching either. I mean, that was one of right. – I mean, if they lose that game, it's an all-time gaffe. I'm sorry. It is. You can oh, you can throw man. any game at me, and that's that's as bad as any of them. Yep. Now, yeah. I mean, that would have been an epic disaster of Washington loss. There's no way you can lose that game. Texas would have taken the ball over, had to go about 90 yards in, in less than 20 seconds. Yep. What are you doing running plays like that? Awful. A uh, couple of college basketball bets that you like tonight. There's a really good game, Mountain West Conference, right? Totally under the radar. Both teams are 12-1. and one. A little bit of money coming in overnight on Colorado State as their small favorite against New Mexico. Do you agree with that money? Yeah, at circuit right now, Colorado State's minus three. And I like the Rams a little bit here. I don't love this play, but I like it. The Lobos have not been that sharp on the road. They they had a close call at New Mexico State recently, and the Aggies are a bad team right now. So on the road, New Mexico has not been as strong. Now, I love their two guards. Talking about Jamal Mashburn Jr. and Jalen House, but Colorado State counters with Isaiah Stevens, a senior guard, who's one of the best players, if not the best, in the Mountain West Conference. And uh, that's a strong home court in Fort Collins at altitude. They also got the better coach here with Nico Medved. So I'm, I'm going to lay that short number with uh, Colorado State. Mm-hmm. You went to Purdue. You like betting mm-hmm. Big Ten basketball. You have a good feel for this team. Uh, you've had a good feel over the years as well. They're laying five and a half tonight on the road against Maryland. Terps are nine and four on the year. Purdue only has one loss. Tricky spot tonight, you think, for your uh, alma mater? It's definitely a tricky spot. You know, when you're going to see a lot of these top ten teams in true road game and true road games start to fall here a little bit. We've seen it with UConn and Marquette in the Big East. Now Purdue goes to play Maryland, which has won 19 straight home games. Did not lose a home game in Big Ten play last season, and uh, I think Maryland's going to be a tough out here. Jameer Young set out the last game with an injury, but I expect him to play. He scored 37 points against UCLA on the road on uh, December 22nd. So I think Young's going to be back. You know, this number opened at 7.5, which I thought was high. I was able to get 6.5. I'd still play it here at plus 5.5. I think this is the type of game that goes to the wire. Purdue has won five really impressive neutral court games. 
but has yet to win a true road game. So I think this is uh, going to be a challenge here tonight. I would take the points with the Terrapins as dogs. We're rooting for you. Yeah. Tweet, tweet out your place. And again, the alias is Johnny Utah. Give me two, Utah. Two. So cash <laughs> both entries. Get it done, sir. Thank you. Let's hope so. You bet. Thank well you, Well done. We did the show together on Christmas. You were out. He is the genuine article. Right after the show, right to Denny's. To Denny's? Down, oh, yeah. Downtown here? Oh, yeah. Okay. He goes to Denny's. He knows what's open on Christmas, what's closed, everything. Oh, yeah. he, he, did you uh, see my sweater that day? I did see it. Take did, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that the... Um, Hans Gruber? Hans Gruber, Christmas yeah, doesn't Christmas, start. Yeah. Not Christmas until Hans Gruber <laughs> falls from Nakatomi Plaza. And on the back, it says, Yippie Kaye. Can I do that? Can I wear that on like a Tuesday in June? Probably. I mean, Give I'm, it a shot, yeah. Like my dad? I, this is my costume. Yeah. He would wear it on like in, in August. <laughs> Half in the bag. For Halloween? Would, yeah, right. Does it it's say, Halloween. does it say, yippee, like the censored version yeah. of Die Hard? Does it say it Yippee says, Kaye, uh, Mr. Falcon on the back? I, it says, I think it says MF. Uh-huh. Get that right. Rest assured, if Matt wins like the quarterly, he'll probably buy shots of Fire Jack for everybody oh, at Oasis God. here in town. Or, uh, How about he's 17, 2, and 1? He's got a half-game lead. That's, I mean, any other? thousand monkeys in a room. There you go. Oh, God. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.